On the air at News Radio 1070 WKOK and online at WKOK.com. This is WKOK Sunrise. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mr. Rob Center taking good care of us this morning. Always able to help us out and make sure that everything's at the ready. And then afterward, make sure our interview is on the WKOK podcast page. Now on the news line, we welcome back to WKOK Sunrise. Samantha Zlotarzynski is back. She's an extension educator at Penn State Cooperative Extension at Penn State University. We've talked to her about, uh, boy, families and health. And I think we even mentioned ticks one time with her, but food safety and just uh, just generally taking good care of yourself, uh, health and nutritionally, is uh, her favorite topic. So Samantha, thank you so much for checking in today. Yes, thank you for having me this morning. I really do appreciate it. What are you prepared to talk about today? We didn't kind of set up. I always expect you guys to come up with some great topics. So what's our focus today? Yeah, today we're just going to touch up on summer food safety, kind of go over some temperatures, um, and again, just prepare uh, for the summer here. All right. Well, it is summertime, and of course, this is probably the perfect weekend uh, to uh, maybe maybe I should have called you last week because you you have outdoor activities. We know folks are out in the patios and in the backyards, and it's 90 degrees. So, kind of walk us through some of the basics and the keys to summertime food safety while you're enjoying that outdoor time. Yes, absolutely. So with outdoor food safety, um, first things first, if you're going to be out at a picnic or maybe at a um, park, not in your own home, first things first, you do want to have some type of hand-washing sink available. So maybe that's using coolers with a spigot on it, um, or maybe there are public bathrooms around, but you really need um, safe, drinkable water if you're going to be washing your hands, using it to cook with, and um, again, preparing any food with that safe water. Other things I want to touch on with um, summer food safety is making sure that you are using food thermometers this summer and making sure that we're cooking our food to the correct temperature. So something that we will see would be maybe like chicken barbecues. Um, So the temperature that everybody should be checking their chicken should be at 165 degrees Fahrenheit. If we think of things like our ground meat, like burgers, for example, um, we want to be making sure that we're cooking that food to 155 degrees Fahrenheit. And then another famous um, grilling food item would be things like steaks on the grill. So your steaks should be, again, at 145 degrees Fahrenheit just to make sure that we're killing any bacteria that could be on the surface of those foods or in the food. Um, to cook to their correct temperature. I've seen some folks cook their steaks. There's no way that steak was ever near 145 degrees. What's the the danger associated with that? What are we trying to avoid here? So just for a steak specifically, we would see some kind of bacteria that could grow on the surface of that meat, Um, and we want to just be making sure that we're killing it. So things that we commonly see with things... um, with our summer food safety would be things like E. coli or salmonella specifically. Um, And then neurovirus is another potential um, foodborne illness that could happen, and that comes from just poor personal hygiene if we're not taking those proper procedures to wash our hands and even washing the utensils that we're using. 
Right, so just trying to make sure, pretend, or not pretend, but just recognize the fact that the bacteria is there. You just have to try to make sure you're cooking it out or avoiding it or washing it off or making sure that you don't get it on your food. Uh, what is the proper way to take the temperature of something you're cooking? You can't really put a thermometer in the grill per se. So what are some methods for taking the meat temperatures? Yeah, so if you have a pair of tongs, for example, that you could almost, um, you could do it on the grill, but if you wanted to be accurate, um, pull it off the grill a little bit, hold it there on a plate or with your tongs. And for a burger, um, a thin patty like that, you would poke into the side of it to get an accurate temperature. Um, and then if you had something more thicker, um, maybe like a steak or so, make sure you're putting it into the thickest part of the meat. We know that, um, you know, food can cook at different temperatures depending on the thickness of something. So we always want to be taking multiple temperatures in different parts of the, um, you know, food that we're cooking. All right. So, again, we're trying to avoid this bacteria that we're just going to assume is there and try to avoid it. Uh, back to the hand wash station, this idea of a cooler, how, how are you deploying that with a spigot you mentioned? You mean like the little water drainer thinger outer? Part that they have yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah, so most of them have that little, um, you know, you can push. So obviously with that method, you might need another set of hands to help you with that. But I know there are collapsible cooler types that um, you can just turn the spigot so it runs out on its own and then just turn it off once you're done, which is very helpful. Okay, but you want an actual hand wash station somehow, some way outdoors for, for your friends and for yourself. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to try to really make sure that we do that. All right, so we're going to use the food thermometer. We're going to hand wash uh, uh, as much as possible. Anything else to avoid either contamination or maybe yes, the early absolutely. parts of spoilage? Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So other things with that then, um, so we already cleaned, we already cooked. Now let's talk about um, making sure that we're separating our food. So if we are going to be packing coolers, um, maybe we have a designated drink cooler and we have a designated food cooler. That way we make sure that the food um, is at its correct temperature, which needs to be under 40 degrees Fahrenheit um, to stay out of that temperature danger zone. Because if you think about us using coolers, we're constantly opening and closing, opening and closing. So the food cooler would probably not stay at its um, designated temperature. You also just want to make sure that maybe if you do have some meat products, maybe wrapping them or putting them in a separate container, um, even in a separate cooler from what we call ready-to-eat food. So if you had some fruit, um, you know, to go with your picnic or so, making sure that they're separated as well. Now, what might be a best practice when it comes to this to make sure that your food stays cool? Kind of walk us through a picnic or a setup where you have outdoor eating. You know, maybe it's just one or two people there, too. It wouldn't have to be a, some sort of a mass feeding situation. But what are some best practices to make sure that your food stay at the right temperatures? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, start with separate um, coolers, one for food, one for drinks. And then obviously you can use ice packs, you can use um, ice itself to put into that cooler. Just make sure that again, if you have any meat products or something that might leak with the juice of something, maybe putting that in a container can help it stay cool as well. Putting your cooler um, in the shade, maybe under a tree somewhere, 
Um, we know sometimes the car can get really hot inside, so that might not be the best place to put a cooler. So um, again, in a shady area, make sure it's full with ice. Um, that would be very helpful to help keep those foods at those temperatures. Now, if you're taking the show on the road, what's the best way to pack a cooler? You talk about that sometimes. When you're packing a cooler, um, you always want to do that last before you're ready to hit the road and go on to a picnic or somewhere outdoors. Um, always do that last. Um, and again, just kind of separating your ready-to-eat foods, which again, like I talked about, would be things like fruit or vegetables and dips versus um, the meat products or chicken, um, other protein foods like that. And don't overstuff your coolers. You wanna make sure that the ice is um, surrounding all the food. So don't try and fit everything in there. Grab another cooler if you need to. That way all the, um, the cool of the ice can get to all of the foods in the cooler and maybe it's not just sitting at the bottom so those foods aren't gonna, the food on top won't get cold. So you have to think about that as well. So my best practice of just putting cool food near the near your feet with the air conditioner on cold, blowing on your feet, that's not a best practice for food safety, I take it. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. If you have the room, um, you could probably lay it on the floor where you know that, um, again, the cool air would definitely hit it. Sometimes trunks aren't the best because, you know, that's going to hold a lot of heat in there. But if you're, um, you know, depending on how far your drive is, if the temperatures are outside now and we were bringing our food out to, um, you know, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, you are safe with your food being out for one hour. But if the temperature is below outside, if the temperature is below 90 degrees Fahrenheit, um, you have two hours to kind of make sure that you're keeping that food under control of a temperature um, of 40 degrees and under if we're specifically talking about cold food. Well, thank you so much. Anything else to add to our discussion? Oh, and mention where we can get more information. Um, you can get more information at extension.psu.edu. We have tons of information on food safety. Um, just keep food safety in mind this summer. We don't want anybody getting sick. And just have fun. It's time to barbecue and get outside. All right, ex uh, pen extension.psu.edu. Samantha Zlotarzynski, back on our show. Thank you so much for bringing all your expertise and your information to the program. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. That is uh, Samantha, as we mentioned, from Penn State Extension. She's located around here, so keep your eye out for food safety classes and other uh, sort of health-oriented uh, programs that are presented. You may see her pop up or the rest of uh, the uh, Penn State Extension staff. Again, that's Penn State, or check that, extension.psu.edu.